Apple presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from BossLady.TV, Simone Amelia, and tonight's guest, Timothy Bloom. How's everyone feeling? Good evening, good evening. First day of spring. Great way to start. So my name is Simone Amelia, known as the Boss Lady. You ready for the Boss Lady, Timothy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm from Sirius XM's Hip Hop Nation channel, and uh, you are two-time Grammy Award-winning icon in the making, Timothy Bloom. Can we give it up for Timothy? This is going to be an incredible night. I was actually secretly hoping that we could conduct this interview like till the end of time video together. <laughs> but they didn't let me do that. Who's seen the video for till the end of time? Amazing. We'll, we'll get into that later. So what's up? How you feeling? I feel great. Yeah? I feel excited. Happy to be here. You know. We, uh, we just got back from South by Southwest. Just got back from South in by. In Austin. Yep. You played some very well-received shows. Congratulations. And I saw someone tweet after one of them. I just saw someone who can take over from Prince when he retires. That's a big, that's a big call. That's pretty big. Have you been hearing that a lot lately? No, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, that's a great compliment. You know, Prince is one of my favorites, you know, and, you know. So, you know, people are throwing names around like Prince and Lenny Kravitz and Marvin Gaye. And I know these are your, some of your influences. Do you feel like your sound is a direct throwback to classic artists like that? Or do you feel like you're doing something totally new? Well, I mean, when I, when I create, like it's, I don't, you know, go in it trying to sound like some of my influences. I go in, you know, using and implying, you know, those influences just to, you know, make the music sound like them, but not like them. So, no, I don't. I don't go into it like, you know, being directly influenced. Being directly right. influenced by it. Okay, but like, but like Prince, you're you're very much essentially a one man band. So with this album that came out in January, self titled album Timothy Bloom, you you pretty much were hands on with everything, correct? Mm -hmm. What pretty did you 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 didn't have a, a label? This no labels. No manager at the time. No manager at the time. Uh, no engineers, mm. no studios. I did everything at home. Um, and I just, you know, did some footwork. Like, uh, a couple of the records I did do in London in, at the time. And, um, but majority of the record was just at home. Songwriting, producing. Songwriting, producing, everything. Uh, incredible. Um, Speaking of doing it on your own, though, we are in the Apple store. So obviously, you know, speak to how technology, I guess, assists you in being able to do that on your own. Was it just hours and hours of you in front of the computers just, you know, chugging away? Hours and hours in the com on the computer chugging away. Um, yeah, just doing what I love, perfecting my craft and just loving what I do. Now, with the album... And I've been listening to the album all day. You, uh, you put your heart and your soul into this album. Is it scary or is it empowering to finally release that set of music to the public? I think it's empowering for me. You know, like, there's no fear in what I do. Like, I was empowered. I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? It's time. Mm. You know, because I sat for, you know, a couple years, you know, after um, I left Interscope. And I just wanted to create a body of work and put it out. And I think 2014, January the 7th, was like the perfect time for me to do so. Like, I just felt like, hmm, let's do it. You kind of got over the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then it was like, this is the best way to kick everything off? Yeah, and, and uh, everybody, all the labels were still on break. So I just felt like, hmm, let me sneak in. Let me drop it on them. Yeah. Okay. So Stand in the Way. Is, is the single, and the video is yet to be out, but I hear you filmed it, and there's a special certain someone in the video who we haven't seen in a long time who's a musical legend. Can we talk a little bit about that? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Herbie Hancock 
I'm sure if you guys yes, know Herbie Hancock of course. is. Herbie um, Hancock, This amazing. is like the first time in a long time since Rocket he's ever been on a film. And he heard the music, he loved it, and uh, decided to play my dad. So wait, he reached out to you? Well, I think we reached out to him. Mm. And, and he uh, got back straight away? Yeah, he got back straight away, yeah. Wow, that's big. And okay, so we're going to look out for that video coming soon. Very soon. Now, you grew up with parents that were both pastors. Talk to me a little bit about how that shaped your childhood and teenage years. Well, you know, my dad was in the military. So he's a very strict dad. And uh, being a preacher, like, you know, they had strict rules. There was certain music. that. So he was the double whammy. He was in the military and he he was was a preacher. There was, you know, a lot of rules. Um, so you weren't I, getting away with <laughs> anything. <laughs> well, I got away with a lot. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Only because, well, I mean, as kids, you know, we're sponges, so we want to make sure that you know whatever we're being, you know, whatever's coming to us, like we want to make sure that it's for us. But my dad was very strict. There were certain types of music that we couldn't listen to, and it was just gospel music. You know, like I started listening to like secular music when I was like maybe eight or nine years old, and um, there was a, a moment where I uh, I wanted to run away, and I ran away to the car. Seriously, I got my little my bag, and uh, just went to the car, turned on the radio. The first so- song that played was uh, Bob Dylan, "Lay Lady Lay," and I was like, "Why can't we listen to this? This sounds amazing!" So. I started, you know, going through well, the Well, you remember that? That's incredible. It's the first song. Mm. The first song ever. So, and that's when I, um, you know, even now, like my, I mean, I'm, I'm very conservative, you know, you know, I'm very strict. I like to be hands-on, very proactive. And, you know, preachers and the military would taught us that, so. Yeah, so that stayed with you. It stayed with me. And then you go make a naked video. <laughs> Segway to that. So how did that go down with the fam? Well, what's, what's so funny, after we sh- um, d- did that video, it was Thanksgiving, and I was like, hey, I'm coming home. I have a surprise. That was 2011, correct? That was 2010. 2010 was when you filmed it, yeah. okay. And um, it's 2014 right now? Yeah. Whew, jeez. Time's flying. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, I sh- hey, I'm getting this, just did this video, and we're going to release it. Tell me what you think. You know, and I played it. And my dad, the first thing he goes, he says, damn, that's a lot of ass. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That's a preacher. That's a lot of ass. But, you know, they respect me in yeah. uh, what I do in my craft, and they want me to be happy. So, you know. Well, it was a, it's a beautiful video. And it definitely got a reaction, not since of D'Angelo's Untitled did, did a video get such, I think, an intense reaction to the human form in a music video. But one thing was interesting about the song. I read that in an interview where you said the song was written when I was in a place where I could embrace death. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, that's the fearless moment where like you're ready to go and like you're not afraid to die at a moment. Like, even now, like, you know, my grandmother just passed away, and I feel like, you know, at any moment, any given time, nothing's ever, nothing lasts forever, you know, but our spirits, and this flesh is going to die soon, so that's where I was at, especially at that time. Did you know that that was going to be a pivotal moment in your career? That was a pivotal moment. Mm. That, for me, was like, hmm, uh, I can go any day now, you know. So. And if you can do that, you know, you can do anything. I'm sure it was very liberating. Were you, you, were you as comfortable as you looked on <laughs> set? No. No. I was like... Because if you've seen this no. video, he looks very comfortable standing yeah. the yeah. whole time. Two bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so after Till the End of Time came a song called Possibilities with another beautiful video... And now this is where, as a woman, I have a bone to pick with you, and you're going to have to help me because I'm going through some relationship stuff. And this song, to me, is like... All right, so I'm going to... So listen, the lyrics describe a man that I'm dating at the moment, okay? Now, this man that I'm dating at the moment, I played him the video this morning. 
and he sat there and it touched him so much possibilities and he looked at me and he said i now i know i'm not alone and I, yeah, it, it, it touched him. And the lyrics, for you guys that, that may not recall the lyrics, part of it is, and if loving you now is my mistake, then I'll give it all up before your heart starts to break. It's not you, it's me getting in the way of possibilities. Timothy, listen. <laughs> listen, to, as a woman on the other side of that, um, this is, this is the question to you as the man writing that, and I'm sure you were going through something at the time when you wrote it. Why do men venture into love and, 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 and open those doors and then realize they, that they're not the man they thought they were and they can't give what they thought they wanted to give? Um, and then, you know, on the, on the flip side, it leaves us as women very like, why did you even start this with me? You know I'm a good woman. You know I'm here for you. Why did you open those doors when you knew you weren't ready? Why did you think you were ready? Okay, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Break it down. Ladies, a clap. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is what happened. Boss lady's got to bring it in for the ladies. Go ahead. <laughs> well, when you meet someone, there's always the physical attraction. You know, you see someone, you meet someone, and it's like, hmm, you know. And then at the end of the day, you might find something that you may not like about this person later on. Or you might not even like about yourself. You know, so I feel like the safest way to, you know, I, I mean, this particular record actually, it's so funny that you brought this up. Uh, I wasn't ready. You know, like I was, you know, probably in this relationship for what couple years and you know it was getting super serious and I was like I don't know if I can give her you know my truth at this moment because I'm not ready and that's pretty much what that is but mm. like Adam Sandler says the women are like things you could have told me yesterday but yeah we <laughs> Man, it's, 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 it's a part of life it's what yeah. happens you know we we meet people and it's that first attraction when you feel like those possibilities could be great. And then you start to find things about that person that you don't like, or you find something about yourself that you don't like. And I think, it, I think it's honest to tell yeah. the woman or the man that, Rather hey. Rather than continue going on. Exactly. It's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. How does it feel, though, knowing, because like that, that song struck a chord, and your music is consistently, every song that you put out strikes a chord within someone because you're touching on a very serious subject. When you're performing these showcases and, and you're, how does it feel to see people's reactions? Because the music that you make really does grab you. So does that, does that kind of give you a whole new energy to keep going when that's, you see people's reactions? You know, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I was born. I feel like that's why I was here put on this earth is to create music that is relatable and it touches the souls and the hearts of the people. Yeah, you definitely do. And I feel like the beautiful thing as I got to know you through your music, you, uh, you have a certain, I can feel the freedom in your music. I can feel that you- Yeah, because the majority of the time I'm naked when I'm recording. Is that so? No, it's not so. Life. <laughs> I just got a mental moment. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you really do have a freedom in your music that I can tell you, we can tell as fans that you're making the music that you want to make. I think that's the only way to go. Like, you know, I wake up, I meditate, you know, I have my tea or my coffee, whatever, and I get to do what I love and just be free, you know. But you was, you know, you've been signed to major labels and I'm sure you've, like we said, you've won two Grammy Awards working with other artists. And do you have to have a huge amount of patience, I guess, is one of the lessons to be able to make the music that you love and, and know that it's going to come out at the right time? I think, you, I mean, with anything, you got to have patience with anything, you know, like even with love, you have to have patience with, you know, and uh, you put your heart and soul into it. You're going to know. Well, I guess the last question that I will ask you is what are some of the, the, what are the greatest lessons that you've learned in your journey 
thus far? Um, the lessons that I've learned in this moment in time where I'm at is to always like, you know, like I've been offered the opportunity to be myself in a whole, um, um, to be a part of the earth, to live, to love, you know, in all honesty and 100% of my time. Mm. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to see the performance tonight. But before we do, I'm going to throw to Matt and we're going to get some questions from the audience. Hi, um, congratulations to, you. your, to your music career. And uh, congratulations to you, too. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> but I love your, I love your show. Um, I just wanted to know, like, when you said that um, your grandmother passed on, that this showed you a significance in your, in your future, how powerful was that in your song? It, I mean, it's powerful now. My grandmother was buried in purple. Um, you know, purple is, uh, is royalty, right? Uh, a friend of mine, uh, not knowing that she passed, was like, oh my gosh, I have this ring for you. I want to give you a ring, right? So um, I haven't seen my, grandma, my grandmother in almost, what, five some odd years, and I should have took the time out to go visit her. And I was like super upset. Like, you know that moment when you should have spent that time and you don't do that time? and it's all gone away and it's lost, you know? And this is the ring here that I wear, you know, all the time to make sure that I continue to spend time on my craft, with my family, with everything that I do. Make sure that that time is precious because you just never know, you know? So you have to take the time out to make sure that whatever you do, whatever you love, you just, you just do it. You know, so that's what's pretty much empowered me for this actual record. Hello. Okay. So your parents, when you were a child, obviously you do what they say. And, not all the time. Well, no, not all the time, but you heard what they said. Let's say that. Okay. As an adult now, when you look at where you are, do you have moments where you flash back to the things that they told you? or the things that they told you about a higher power, let's say, because you said they were religious. Do you have that moment when you, you realize it's not just you, but it's the grace? And when that happens, do you get to chill? Do you feel it like, this is not me? Like, I know it's me, but it's a higher power drawing me to do what they said I was gonna do, because it's already mapped out? Like, what happens when that moment happens? Well, I always hated my dad for waking us up in the middle of the night to clean up. Like, that was the worst. Like, you just can't wake somebody up from their sleep to say, hey, you didn't clean the kitchen. Are you serious? But, you know, before I go to sleep at night, I make sure that my house is clean. You know? And, you know, I, I, I tell my dad all the time, like, I understand now why you have did what you did. Because it, it makes me a stronger man what I am today. And out of all my siblings, like, I'm actually doing what I love and what I what I love to do. So, hi. hi. Um, there are like writers or artists that um, look back on their work and they say this is a song or this is a book that I've um, that I want people to remember me by. Like um, Henry David Thoreau did so many things in the woods, or he wrote like this is why I started writing. Is there a song like if you were to like? stop writing in the future or just go on to something else that you want people to start listening to to get to know you before, like if they don't know who Timothy Bloom is, what song would you suggest they listen to to just like get to know you and get to know you as an artist? Mm. See, that's the thing. I can't pick just one song. It would have to be every song that I put out because every song is like a limb on the body. You know, it's the foot, it's the eye, it's the leg, the arm, the fingers. like. I just can't give you a finger and say, hey, you're just gonna get a little bit of me, you know? So the whole body of work, you should listen to. The whole body of work. Thanks. I just have an uh, interesting question. So when you were discussing this relationship story, uh, something like that, 
So um, I realized something must be very difficult for an artist like you. When you go on stage and you think about a situation, you know, which kind of maybe you wrote a text when, when you were sad, kind of, or something sad happened, that's good material for a song, but when you have to think it over and over again on stage, so that must be, can you, do you go then every time to these feelings back then and to these emotions or do you detach or how do you handle that? That must be kind of interesting. Well, well you know, every, every song is like an art piece, you know. Um, some, some songs, you know, I dread to sing, but it's, it's liberating, you know, to actually move forward and not look back and it's like it's almost it, these songs for me are empowering it's like it's like living um not dreadful at all it's like happy moments where i got through something and i can express it you know and everybody could relate to it hi hi what was the hardest struggle that you had growing up as a child <laughs> the hardest struggle that i had growing up as a child Good one. You know, m my parents kept me out of struggle. They did everything in their power. I mean, besides Payless shoes, if that was like a struggle or something like that. <laughs> I think that was a struggle for everybody, right? No. <laughs> But um, I think growing up period is a struggle because you, get, you go through so many changes in life. There's so many, there's so, so many changes that you have to go through And uh, change for some people can be very uncomfortable. And it could be a struggle to change sometimes. So I think change, if anything, in my childhood. I didn't want to grow up. I wanted to stay a kid. That's a big struggle. For most men. Anyway. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Well, my question to you is, I really didn't know who you were until I sat here, honestly speaking, I don't mean that offensively, but I'm interested in who you are now. And as I was sitting here, I was wondering, because I learned about you and what you've been doing and where you're at right now. So my question to you is, is there anything that you ever learn when you're doing these events and you're speaking? Is there anything that you take back from these experiences? I'm always taking it back. I'm actually honored to be here because, you know, Whenever I say these things, I'm like, it's coming from here. So like, I'm, I'm only expressing what my heart is telling me what to say. And it just filters back, you know, so that I can appreciate these moments. And hope, hopefully you guys understand and what I'm saying, you know, because this is a moment in a lifetime that a lot of people don't get. And um, this is very, an amazing opportunity. So, yeah. If I, if I answered your question. Wait till you see him perform. <laughs> Hi, I'm actually like a huge fan of your music. Oh, um, you. I love the song Tabitha that you put out on your last album. And I wanted to know what was your favorite song that you wrote on this new album? Oh. <laughs> if you could choose one. That's that question. It comes up all the time. Actually, um, you know, I have no favorites. You know, they're all my babies. You know, you just can't, you know, birth a child, you know, and, you know, three children is like, oh, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite. No, they're pretty much all my favorite. Like, I don't skip through the records. Like, I felt, you know, I really feel like this body of work is, you know, really a special piece for me. And I'm excited about all the records. I love performing them, you know, because they've, they mean something to me. Every single piece means something to me. It's not one of those records where I just, you know, I, someone told me you should do like, uh, what was it? Uh, a throwback, like just put a record on there that doesn't mean anything. Like what? Like a filler track. Like, why would I do that? Right. You know, that, I want to put, you know, records out that mean something, that have body, they have volume, it's warm and people get it, so. Well, I believe that concludes the Q&A. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Thank you. Uh, we are about to get into the performance, but before we do, make sure you grab Timothy's self-titled album. It's out right now. It's incredible. And like he said, the whole body of work. So there was an EP before that. There's music out there. Uh, he's a phenomenal artist. You can follow him on Twitter at Timothy Bloom. 
and on Instagram it's at T Bloom. Uh, I'm at Boss Lady TV. It's been an honor to be here with you. Banana. Can't wait to watch you grow and 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 just your journey is going to be incredible. You. So you have an amazing band and you're about to rock the stage. So let's give it up for Timothy Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> 
tell me your past Don't write it down, erase what you had Cross the lines and ignore the cause. Now is your future. Your future.
Jones, everybody. <laughs> Without further ado, <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Once again, my name is Timothy Bloom. Ready?
my name is Timothy Blue. <laughs> if y'all want, y'all can purchase the album. It's out. Thank you. Are y'all ready?